0: How do you know you know what you know? How do you know what you don't know, if you don't know it? What about your reputation? Do you know what people think of you? Do you know what people think of you as an engineer when they think of you? How do you improve your engineering reputation? All that and more in today's episode. So let's get to it. This is the Engineering IRL Podcast, a place for engineers in the real world. We try to break down engineering concepts and figure out how to apply them to real life. Let's become better problem solvers, better engineers. This is your host, Andrew Sario. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Engineering IRL Podcast for engineeringinreallife.com. I am your host, Andrew Sario, and this is revision 45 of the show. And today we're going to be talking about your engineering reputation and how to improve it in 2021. So your first question might be, why are we targeting 2021 specifically? And the reason is, um, episode one of the podcast was released back in 2018, where I first talked through this topic. And that's the title of the first episode, actually. And What I wanted to do today is just get the core concept out and then I was going to build some advanced stuff in there so that you have something to work with. Now, what is the core concept? So the first thing you want to do if you want to improve your reputation is number one is to do good, right? Is to do the job that you've been assigned well, like really, really well. And that's whatever that task is. Maybe it's a, a task you feel is you know, kind of beneath you, maybe, or is very simplistic in its manner. But whatever it is, you need to do that, and you need to do it well. And over time, the first, uh, the first part of your reputation that gets improved is this person does their job well, right? I give that person a task, and it gets done well, and they have they do it with a good attitude. Now, before we get into it, just a quick word from our sponsors. The first is CloudMate Networks, the place where you go if you would like to purchase any Cisco Meraki. There is no better time to invest in cloud managed networking. And if you want to find more about it, just head to cloudmatenetworks.com.au and head to the contact page if you have a custom query or you would like a personalized quote. Have you ever taken the opportunity to improve your problem-solving skills? Now that 2021 has started, you may have a New Year's resolution goal to read a book. What better way than to pick up a copy of 10 plus 1 Steps to Problem Solving and Engineer's Guide. It is the perfect gift to improve your problem-solving skills from an engineer's perspective, but also learn something from a career with all sorts of information, diagrams and things like that. It's a quick read. so make sure you head to Amazon and search up 10 plus one steps to problem solving. Now back to the show. So once you're doing that really well, number two is to go and understand what are the problems your senior engineers and your managers face. And I don't mean the customer problem that they're solving. You don't want to go in there and try solve the customer's problem because that's kind of their job. But, but you want to understand what they are facing, what challenges them what takes up their time what are their roadblocks in order for them to do their job better and then you can look at ways you can solve those problems okay you can come up with alternate solutions maybe you whip up a quick spreadsheet or something that makes some task that they're doing go away right and now all of a sudden your reputation becomes someone that makes their problems go away and helps them achieve their goals and so The interesting thing is that, you know, all engineering projects, you know, before they all start or get taken on, the management and the senior engineers, they have conversations about resourcing. Who do you want to help you do this job? What team will I, you know, kind of put together to do this? And the more often that you're kind of looked at favorably because of what you know what you can bring to the team because, you know, Especially early on, you may not be able to bring too much, right, on that technical level or on on your knowledge because you're still learning. But if you're doing those type of things and and you help make uh, results happen, then you're more likely to be picked up. Now, the caveat and the trick to all of this is, and this is kind of like a mini step three, I guess, is you have to do two, you have to do step two, which is help solve others' problems. Whilst maintaining step one, okay? So you do not do step two at the expense of step one. So if you have a main job to do and it's, you know, I don't know, print print 500 pages of this document, put it together and make it presentable and you're out here trying to help someone do some bigger job or whatever it is how you look at it, but then you let, you know, your main job slip, that doesn't do good for you either. You want to ensure that you do the first job well. And, okay, here's the challenge to you. What if... You know the tasks that you've been given in step one, which is your set jobs that you need to do well, take up your full time hours, it takes up your whole time. What do I do? How do I look at all these other things that I could be helping in? You'll have to put the extra time in. You'll have to invest the extra time. So this is not a straight, you know, how to look good is to work a hundred hours or work harder than the person next to you. Although that might be what it requires, right? So if you do it in that order and with that in mind, then you will do it in a much better manner, right? In a much more professional manner, and you will improve your uh, reputation this way. So for some more advanced stuff, maybe, maybe you're already established and you go, you know, I've been doing engineering for a few years now, and I, I'm, I want to, you know, go beyond that. How do I, how do I improve my reputation from, from where I am? You know, maybe I listened to this podcast back in 2018 and I know what you just told me. How do I go from beyond that? And okay, I got a couple things for you. Um, number, I guess it's four in this step but it's know your craft master your craft you need to be you know have ears to the ground understand the market understand what's going around going on in your industry in the world around you not just like you know main media topics i'm talking about like only things people in your industry would know about and are thinking about and talking about because that positions you to understand your world better and what you could be better aligning to maybe you can come up with ideas that are more aligned to what best practices are things like that just think of a chef like you know i i know a chef that i that uh that i know personally who was reading a book like a like a novel like a book and the story is about broccoli like what but you know if you're really you know detailed in your craft and you understand these details and uh you're passionate about it you're going to learn these things because it's not going to be boring to you and and those things become noticeable in the way that you speak in the way that you you know carry yourself and and in in your office when you're talking to your senior engineers on topics that maybe they are across you know maybe they were into that you know back in the days or whatever or they want or they have a gap and they know you know about that they're going to come to you to see what's what's going on how how do things work it just is going to help you overall. And that is definitely how you start to get to the next level. Um, and then after that, it's talk about what you've learned, right? It's it's networking. You can network with all sorts of engineers if you understand greater trends and topics that their type of problem solving is working towards, right? So every industry, every engineer is working within an industry and in that industry, certain trends that are occurring and you can start talking about these things and more importantly, and this is the best part, is you can challenge your own ideas by putting it out there to be challenged. Challenge your own ideas by putting it out there to be challenged. How many times do you sit there thinking, you know, you hear some people talk, they're talking about some topic, and in your mind you're like, oh, they've got this completely wrong. I know the truth. This is how it is. But you don't say anything. So you sit there thinking you know everything. You need to put your ideas out there and have them challenged. Now, there's a couple of things. And the first is, it makes you like you don't want to be combative about it but it makes you more certain about what you think you know because you only start to really understand how much you know once you realize you don't know anything okay like there's such a vast amount of things that you don't know and can't know especially given uh you know time constraints that you feel more confident in what you do know because you know how much you don't know okay the second is you want to start You know, building that rapport and ability to be approachable, talk about challenging topics without shooting people down. All these sort of things. There's so many advantages to doing this. So your advanced stuff, if you want to get to that next level for your career, you've already doing, you know, your work speaks for itself. You already reached that point where they know, oh, yeah, this guy does that job well. You got some specialist roles. You're known for certain things. You expand by understanding the whole industry, knowing your craft, you know, reading books about certain things. Um, and then, You know, and, you know, talking about what you've learned, networking, challenging your ideas by putting it out there to be challenged. Cool. So why am I talking about this today? Um, It's fresh in my head, actually, because uh, I just got to do an interview for a podcast called the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, which was an awesome, 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 awesome opportunity because, you know, I listened to that show. I listened to that show for quite a long time. And to get the opportunity to be on that show was uh, was, a, was a really cool thing, and you know the question came up in the interview when I was was talking it on it. Um, but the, if you hear the type of guests that are on there, it's really engineering centric, and it's helping engineers become managers. Maybe they learn leadership skills, and you know a lot of decorated engineers have been on there, seniors, leads. And they've talked about different topics that, you know, that have helped their careers or that would help other people's careers. And so, yeah, it was definitely a great honor. I got to talk to a guy called Jeff Perry, who is the host of the show. And he wasn't originally, right? Like back, uh, um, you know, years back, um, it was hosted by uh, a guy named Anthony Fasano, who is also like he basically built that whole thing. Two million downloads. It's a huge show, which is really cool. Um, but both of them I spoke to, you know, kind of behind the scenes on, on LinkedIn and I just networked and, you know, built a small, you know, just, just some, some conversations with them. And the cool thing was, you know, I was already speaking to Jeff and then later I found out that Jeff got the opportunity to start hosting that show because Anthony's doing a whole bunch of other things. He's building out other podcasts and building out the whole, um, engineering management institute, uh, you know, YouTube videos and all that sort of stuff. So he's doing a lot of work and it was, cool because once he came on I, like I was really excited for him so I reached out and we've been talking for a while and a cool opportunity came because I had released a book timing's Kate worked out well so it was like okay would you like to come on the show and of course I was like uh, yeah <laughs> so what was it like interviewing um it was it was cool I think um it's different like you know I speak on this podcast all the time and I'm just working through my own thoughts but having someone there uh that you're that you're kind of speaking to is different it kind of gives a different energy to it but i already you know i I speak to people a lot you know for work and things like that so i'm I'm very comfortable in that sense but knowing that was for a podcast and maybe this was going to air in the future and things like that that was kind of different um did i prepare answers beforehand so that's an interesting one you always want to know like when i listen to podcasts it's like do do they have these questions pre-prepared and things like that um Long story short is there are um, there are uh, outlines for the questions that will come to you, and it gives you confidence in knowing the types of things that you may be asked. Maybe you can veto a question and things like that. But obviously, I had no issues with any of the questions coming to me. So the question might be, how did I prepare for those questions? You have two ways, right? And it's like delivering a speech. You can try write out detailed answers that'll make you sound a certain way, you know, really smart and and all that stuff. But it's if it's really scripted, it becomes It doesn't sound like a conversation, which is the advantage of a podcast. The other problem is, and I think, you get muddled up, you get more nervous because you haven't memorized the stuff, you know, Uh, you haven't memorized the words that you're planning to say and all the inflections and how you're going to sound. And you're trying to cram that all in your head. It's like preparing for a test, you know, you put yourself off. The most important thing to do, I think, is to at least think through each of the questions, like key points that you would say. And then that's it. Leave it at that. Let your brain kind of talk through it. This is kind of what I do with this show, right? Like I have key points, but I, 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 really, none of this stuff is scripted. It's just I talk through it and I'm telling you straight from my mind. So how, how did I speak on my topics confidently then? You know, if these questions came, um, well, the trick is, and this is the Jordan Peterson trick is if you know a topic 10 times more than the level at which you're explaining it, you'll be supremely confident, right? You're confident in explaining something that you know 10 times more about, for sure. And if you don't know, don't go there, don't explain it, don't pretend, because the people that do know, they can tell. They'll sniff you out, you'll sound fake, it's worse. And, you know, um, Gary V is very big on that. If he says he doesn't know, he doesn't know. And he just speaks very well on the topics that he does know. And it kind of aligns. You see the, the philosophy behind that confidence of talking on topics um, between those two guys. It makes sense. And that I've experienced that personally. If it's a topic that I don't know as much about, I've gotten more confident with that too because I know where to just say I don't and that helps. Similar to what I said at the beginning, you know, it's knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know and being confident in that. Um, that's why I uh, could speak on the topics that I had come up quite confidently. And, you know, I know people face imposter syndrome all the time. You know, the, I know this stuff, but am I the person to be saying that? Like answer, answers from... Being scared of like, you know, not having the authority and things like that is just—it goes back to what I said in step five. You know, you have to challenge your ideas by putting it out there, and that's important, right? Because it solidifies what you know. And finally, the question is, why did you decide to do the podcast? So, you know, literally, if you think about the the trend or the the over uh, the overview of what this this uh, topic is about, which is improving your reputation and going to these advanced levels. So at the beginning, you're really trying to prove yourself in your in your craft. And then re- after that, you're trying to go beyond and have that solidified and learned and, and networked. This is all part of that, right? This podcast engineering IRL is part of that. Um, putting out content is part of that. Helping others is definitely one of the key, uh, I guess, drivers. Because I want, uh, you know, when I came up, if I had... This kind of advice or all that sort of stuff, it would help like immensely, right? Because you're not sure, you're just trying to, you know, you're trying to feel your way out. But there's that as the key driver. But you know, the the side benefit. And if you're thinking about going, you know, do I, you know, my my, like your company might offer you, hey, can you go and speak about this topic that you know or any volunteers? Do it. You know, even if you at the risk of sounding unintelligent or the risk of un- sounding like you don't know what you're talking about because you know what you're not tricking anyone anyways so you might as well get it out there and level it up you know what i'm saying so i decided to do the podcast because obviously i want to get my message out there i want to improve my own reputation i want to uh, gain some domain authority and and speak on what i know and i think you know building out that network challenging getting my ideas challenged is is, is important and it was an opportunity, you know, uh, it, you could look at it as, Hey, you got lucky. You got that chance to go on that show, but you know, the luck, it's not, there's no luck. It's, 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 um, opportunity meets preparedness. Really, that's what's going on. And if you think about it, I just said this first episode came out in 2018 on this topic. And now two years later, I'm talking on this topic. And I also talked about the book and you know, the book I wrote in like, you know, five, six months. But, you know, that idea has been mulling around since, you know, if you look at the second episode of this show back in 2018, was, you know, 10 steps to problem solving. So it was the early genesis of that idea and how how I built that out. So, you know, now I get a chance that, okay, I've now written the book, now I get a chance to talk about the book on this, you know, big engineering podcast show. That was years and years and years of uh, pre-work that's been put together up until this point. And now, you know, it's part of all of that building out that reputation. And you know, some of the benefits of it is I feel more confident. I like talking about these topics. I improve my own self and, and and all that sort of stuff. And I help others along the way, which I think is awesome. So with that being said, I'm gonna leave that there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And what I'll do is I'll keep I'll let you know when that episode comes out. It's probably due to come out in somewhere near April. So it takes a little while. There's a whole process behind it and things like that. But I was excited to kind of get to that opportunity to be on the show. And then not, while it was fresh in my head, one of the questions came out, you know, and I t- thought back to then and I figured, why not rehash and re-remember what, you know, what it is that you should be doing to improve your engineering reputation. And now that 2021 is here, it's, it's upon us. 2020 has now shifted the way we work. This stuff becomes more important. Think about it. You might be working from home, more you might be looking at flexible working more and your managers and senior engineers and 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 the business you know the the business managers and owners are looking at you know where the value is coming from who are their best players who are their key important you know uh, engineers to help them get the job done and these are the types of steps you should be doing to improve your reputation in that way and just become a next level engineer